Welcome to episode 41, right? Yeah, episode 41. Of Undrafted Amateurs. I'm your host, Jake Paul. Host who does the most, Jake Paul. Have you, switching gears completely, have you watched Linus yet? Can no. I've been watching it? No. It's uh, in the Taylor Sheridan. Actually, well, it's, I was going to say in the Taylor Sheridan universe. It's not. It's separate than all of his other shows. But he, one, is just crushing everything he's writing. Because, I mean, Who so was? he did Taylor Sheridan. So oh. he did Yellowstone, obviously, that, like, 1883. Is he related to Ed Sheeran? Yes, with a completely different last name and different nationality. Okay. Yeah, so close. Uh, like, Mayor of Kingstown was another good one. Anyway, it's a spy... Like, well, not spy it. I guess it's like James Green Bond. Beret kind of stuff where they've got a mole that they're planning in towards an operative. It's pretty good. We're, I think, about to hit the last episode. So, have you I'll watched the, the Beckham report. documentary? Since no. We're sports Does he podcast? bend it though? Dude, Dude he... we're, we're an entertainment podcast. Or is sports just entertainment? Oh, or is entertainment just sports? Is entertainment <laughs> for sport and is mm. sport. I, dude, I think sports are just entertainment. Like, why, why do they exist? It's, a, it's an entertainment Well, back export. in ancient Rome, what ended up happening was they, like, they would fight to the death. And that was sport. For entertainment? No. No. To not die. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but as the emperor, which obviously that would have been my position back in the day. The so God you, you can call me. <laughs> you can call me Emperor Joe. Uh-huh. I would have been sitting and said, I'm bored. Christian, fight someone to the death, and then I will get entertainment. Because it's like you didn't have green screens. Oh. Yeah. Wait, you didn't have green screens? No. Dude, they really killed each other back then. But they then. built the pyramids. But that was back before <laughs> we had the technological collapse, and the civilization was obviously more advanced than it ever has been. Ever. In, Aliens. In history. Aliens. And then the planet was wiped out and then started back over, and then now we're starting to catch back to work. Every, tell, everyone knows that. Yeah. I'm sorry, anyway, that's that was my plug for Lions. So tell everyone, though, what we did before we hopped on air. Dude, we went to Bojangles. I mean, I swallowed Bojangles. Bojangles. And inhaled when I say- it. You inhaled I inhaled it. It was disgusting what just happened. I will say Bojangles fed me. Growing up, not my parents, Bojangles. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. That, that makes it sound like they just fed me Bojangles. My we're talking, about, this pod. <laughs> we're, we're talking about when I'm in high school. <laughs> Keep in mind, I chose to feed myself Bojangles three days a week at least. What do you? Because yeah. we would go before baseball games. That's why. Uh, we did too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, senior lunches. Uh huh. Sometimes did before golf. Right by church. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, sweet tea action. Dude. I had sermon. A Cajun flavored biscuit combo. Oh. Extra seasoning on the fries. Oh. Sometimes I'd go bow rounds. That's what you did today. Mm-hmm. Extra seasoning on the fries. Some However, things never change. Some things never change. However, they should because I eat different than I did when I was in high school. And it is no. very salty. And I did not need extra seasoning. That was a savage move. But I live know fast learn. food restaurants use salt. Yeah, they actually don't use calories, salt, sodium, or salt, sugar. How would your diet change if everything was zero calories? I'd eat Bojangles every day. <laughs> <laughs> every day. Fair enough, man. On that Fair note, enough. that was the most organic ad you could have possibly done, Bojangles. So if you ever wanted to pay us money, no calories. Be eat better. No calories. <laughs> eat. This is just honesty, people. Straight honesty. Coming up today on the episode, we're talking about the MLB postseason. Bang. Thankfully, I'm allowed to talk to Christian today because the Braves had four good innings out of 18. We'll get into that in a minute. 
college football. Okay. Little little re yes, little yes. recap of what's happening, what's to come. NFL Week Five quarterback talk because we know that is a passion uh, point here. Huh? I'm just gonna keep holding the the Bojangles cup here. Uh, power rankings picks as always, which. As a pod, we're over 500, so they're starting to look like locks. I'm not going to lie. If if we have a good week, I think we we overreact, and and we should turn into a betting show. <laughs> yeah, done. Done deal. Bet responsibly. Uh, <laughs> or bet recklessly. <laughs> and then, of course, we've got the draft, which we are doing the worst NFL teams. As people that grew up close to Charlotte, North Carolina, that'll be fun. That's so stupid. Yeah, but before we do any of that, we have are we three, on Unsung are we doing Hero. three picks for the NFL teams? Yeah, oh, okay, three. Cool. So yeah. the worst six teams, essentially. But our own Unsung Hero, mm. Trey, Iceman, Walpole, will be uh, delivering the Unsung Hero for, for the rest of us. It looks like he's on vacation. He's What's up, Uber. everybody? This week's Unsung Hero comes to us from Michigan, where a couple weeks ago, a two-year-old girl named Thea Chase decided to wander off from her mom in their backyard into the woods area behind their that's house. <laughs> After going for about three miles, she ended up sitting down next to a tree. Her mom, realizing this in the frantic panic that any parent would have, decides to go back in, call her husband, and call the police, where then an all-out manhunt ensues. Drones are flying. Police are going everywhere. Everybody's going in the woods trying to find this little girl. In the midst of that, though, they don't realize that the two family dogs are missing, Buddy, a Rottweiler, and Hartley, an English Springer Spaniel. Well. It's around midnight, about four hours later after the initial port report gets sent in, that a family friend riding his ATV back in the wooded area hears a dog barking at him as he gets near. He goes over and recognizes that it's Buddy, the, the Rottweiler, and looks over right behind him, and there is two-year-old Thea Chase with her head resting on the other family dog, Hartley's chest. The dogs had her wrapped around their finger, and they were keeping her safe the whole time. Another great reminder, we don't deserve dogs. They are awesome, and they keep our family safe and are just wonderful members to take care of us. So here's to you, Hartley and Buddy, man's best friend. You're this week's unsung hero. I like how he switched it up. Yeah, he you, went didn't, from, you didn't see it going to dog. He, he went from the sports take normally to just like a dog. Yeah, he said he had to bring the positive vibes because Tim Wakefield, love him, obviously, uh -huh, it's amazing, uh -huh, but, uh -huh. but sad vibes, and so I had to bring the positive vibes. Also, Caitlin loves to say that I don't like dogs. For the record, I like dogs. Those are dogs, not the little lab rats that are like cats <laughs> that exist on people's laps and right. then like sit on the top of the couch. No, those are dogs. <laughs> That's not a dog. <laughs> Show me a dog. <laughs> not dog. Dog. <laughs> Dude, the, the fact that he made this video in an Uber makes it two times better, at least. With the seatbelt high and tight. <laughs> My man. If you get thrown that seatbelt, you're charging the mound. Dude, you're charging the mound. I mean, and the glass. I mean, are those camouflage glasses? Ooh, they might be. Iceman, I, I think those are camo. And if so, you got to write us I back. can't even see them. I can't see his sunglasses. I just see the lenses. <laughs> they're, they're floating lenses. Afraid. Uh, uh, dude, the fact that I wonder the Uber driver thought like <laughs> he said he was super chill. So we, oh, okay. we need more ice, man. Next episode, let us know. Give us an update. Next week's hero is the Uber driver. <laughs> <laughs> he saved two dogs that were saving a girl <laughs> in the woods. He got uh, inspired. Love that MLB postseason though. Wild card, lame. Four sweeps. It was over in yeah. in eight games. Yep. Then. 
go to the divisional series. The Phillies are crushing the Braves for the first 14 innings. Dodgers uh, are down 2-0. and The Orioles that's are down 2-0, and or I guess 0-2. That's also insane. Yeah, man. and then the Astros, right now they're playing, and they're up 6 nothing. so they should go to 2-1. and But it begs the question, are the postseason like bracket, like all of that structure, is it broken? Because should it be something, like if you think about the wild card, take the Phillies, for example. You've got to get hot at the end of the year, right? Most of the time to yep. secure the wild card spot, you're getting hot at the end. Like the Braves haven't played a meaningful game in like three weeks, probably at least. So you're getting hot at the end of the year. Then you play a series and you only play the winner of that series. So yep. you are hot because you just won that series. And then you're playing a team that's just been resting for a week, which was your point of like, uh-huh. I think that week off. For hitters especially. For hitters especially. If you look at the Dodgers, the Orioles, the Braves. I don't know. Is I'm wondering, here's my hypothesis. Here's my take. Okay. What if the wild card went back to a one game instead of a three game series? And it's just, I know it's kind of worse in some ways, but I mean, here, all four of them, the team that won game one, won the whole series. Yeah. It's tougher, but it just gives the teams that get a bye like a one day off. Then the divisional series is a seven game series instead of a five game series. And then so is the obviously the yeah, and then the everything else is seven games. <clears throat> yeah, and then World Series. So I see where you're coming from, and I don't hate it. I'm not sure, for the record. I'm not sure that I love it, but I, I feel I like there's got to like... be a better option because the one game was actually kind of was really interesting to watch because it was one game. But it's also like if you make the playoffs after 162 games and your your fate's decided on one game, that's that's tough as well. Right. Well, that's why it's got to be more of you have one game to try to get in more. Maybe, I don't know. Oh, it, what know, if... Or oh, what were we going to no, say? No, that didn't make sense. I was going to say, yeah. what if you just like extended it and did like the college basketball, like, you know how they do the play-ins? Yeah. For like the, the, the four on the bubble or whatever? You do that with the MLB. And then two of those teams... I guess didn't go to the wild card and meet the other. I don't well, know. I guess that's what I'm meaning is the wild card would essentially be the play-in game again. It's like because if you've got 162 games all year, take again the what Braves. What if there's three divisional series? You know, like you know, there's just. But then it's like that doesn't reward the team that we beat the Phillies by like 18 games. So what's really the advantage of 162 game season? You know what I mean? Field. Yeah, I guess the home field. Yeah, home field definitely Ooh. helps. Either way, I think divisional should be seven it, games. It, you know what I mean? Like, even if nothing changes with wild card, why is divisional only five games? If you're playing 162 games all year, you're not worried about playing too many games. It's always been five, though. Hadn't yeah, it? but why? That's what I'm saying, where at then you're a little bit more likely of, I guess, given the opportunity that the best team wins. I, I, I guess that's the one that, even if the wild card stayed three games... I mean, you know. just think divisional should be seven. That's your argument. Yeah, I, I think, well, to be fair, I don't know what my argument, what I think would be the the fix. It's just annoying that you watch 162 games. Take the Braves out of the equation. If the Dodgers and Orioles, some of the best teams, if they get eliminated immediately, and it's like, well, you're rewarding them with a week off, but that reward is actually a disservice. It just, it feels like it doesn't make sense. And then you're like, why is there 162 games then? Like, should it just be like soccer where the regular season winner wins? So you think it's a big difference from like the other sports, like basketball, football, those types of sports? Because like in those sports, obviously rest definitely yeah. helps. And, and I think 
it's just interesting that you have such a large sample size from the season and then October, literally anything happens. But do you it, think that makes it more exciting? Like that kind of going back to the wild card, like a pro. I mean, it makes October more exciting, that's but as a saying, whole, yeah. the entirety of a season, it's like, well, that's kind of silly where, or maybe uh, this would never work. But what if you get like advantages based off of how well you do in the regular season? Like say you, it goes like this, it's a five game series or whatever. And if you win your division, or if you have over a hundred wins in the season, you start off with like a one game lead in the series. <laughs> you know, what I mean? I'm just like, or like one run or something. You're up or, one, or like a couple runs, or yeah. it just feels like a man on second. A man yeah. on second. It's just ridiculous. Where besides the buy, which is a little bit helpful, but you won the division. It's like, what's the point of the regular season? Just home field advantage, honestly, and not having well. I guess a, a quote unquote pro is not having to play the wild card, but well, or then maybe it never goes to the away team in the playoffs. Like all five games would be at truest instead of ever going no, to the bank. I don't but like but you know what I'm saying? Like, why is it such a long season if it has such little actual effect on the playoffs? That that's the piece that bothers me. Yeah. Besides, like the like really, yeah, it's just home field advantage. And it, but it's a one game home field advantage. Mm hmm. Which is a huge game, if you think about it. Yeah, but one game for being, uh, like, having 100 wins, 104 wins instead of 84 wins. Yeah. I maybe you should play for the wild card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe there's no advantage. <laughs> Every yeah. All 30 teams make the playoffs, and it starts fresh. It's one game. And there's you two know, championships. It's, it's like the NCAA bracket. <laughs> there's a regular season champion, and then there's a, a World Series champion. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I see where you're coming from because it's only you got to win three games, and it's pretty easy for a team to get hot and win two. Like, Philly's almost just one big bang, right? Back to back, yeah. And, then, and, and I and think you're in a hole, just... and then it's you know. I will say that, but I mean, it is at the same time, it is the Braves' fault for not performing. So, I don't know. well, to be fair, the Braves are now one and one. I'm more even talking about the Dodgers and the yeah, Orioles at or this Dodgers. point. It's yeah. just like if say the Braves went down, which was very close to happen. We got to get in that game in a second. But then three of the best four teams then in the playoffs would be down zero and two to start. It's like hold yeah, I on, think that's, that's what a trend. Makes it exciting too. Well, it definitely makes it exciting. But you see where in in terms of you being the best team, yes, or no, even in terms of like if you're then if you're looking at the whole season, you're like okay. You played 106. That's a large season, and you're by far the best team. And then now we're flipping a coin almost once it gets to playoffs of who gets hot at this time. Yeah, but it, it just feels like a weird disconnect because then if you look back in a few years, you're like, you won the World Series. You're the best team. Like even a couple years ago when the Braves won it, we weren't the best team that year. We just got hot at the right time. That's baseball though. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't well, know. Well, it's like, I mean, you think about it, any other sport, NFL, NBA, um, hockey, I mean, NHL, like, you know, typically the the higher seeds get the you know the home field or the mm -hmm. home advantage, and that's it. Like, there's not really any other you know yeah major advantage in any other sport. Like, in it, the only big advantage in NFL is like if you finish what top two, you get to skip the week. Right. Well, and then that, home field advantage though, it's like you get sole home field. You don't split it back and forth. That's true. You yeah. know what I mean? And but I, NBA, you split it. NHL, right, you split but even because. <clears throat> So if you look at the NBA playoffs, those are all rounds of seven, right? Is that, I think it's seven, there maybe it's five. There are four matchups in each conference, and each matchup has seven games. Okay. And so 
one, yeah. that's even longer than the divisional in the Braves, or <laughs> not than the divisional in the Braves, even longer than the divisional in the MLB. And then they play an 82-game season instead of a 162-game series. So it's like the the proportion of playoff versus season. That's yeah. what feels so weird to me. Anyway, yeah. I don't have a solution. I don't. I, I do think that divisional going to seven instead of five just makes sense. The rest, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what makes sense. But the Braves, 14 innings of disaster for the team that had the highest slugging percentage in MLB history. Didn't score a run in 14 innings. Right? I am pretty sure it was 14. It was well into the, the second mm -hmm. game. It I was mean, so frustrating. Dude, I turned my phone off, or I was watching <laughs> on TV, and I would turn the TV off. I would rage, quit the TV, look at my phone for a little bit, watching like the, the score pop up yeah, on my yeah. phone, and be like, all right, I'm going to turn it back on, and then get mad and turn it off. It was brutal. Finally got hot, and I do think the last four outs, Austin Riley hit a moonshot with one hand. That was it's a nuts. bomb. And it was, I mean, it was a one-handed swing. And then uh, doubling off Bryce Harper with, with Harris's catch on the wall. I think that that could be a good turning point in the playoffs. Because obviously, it could turning be. point in that game, like that kind of stuff gets you fired up. But Acuna still doesn't have a hit. I think the Braves have like three or four people that don't have hits so far. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, man. It is, the crazy part is, you look at that game too, and the Phillies outplayed the Braves. 140% on off, except fielding. Trey Turner made a couple errors, and, and my boy Trey doesn't typically do that. Well, I mean, you definitely hit better for... Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you had two key swings, and that was four runs because of those two key swings. Yeah, but then also game one, there were uh, situations where like stuff could have happened, and, and the Braves didn't. So at the end of the day, it's run scored, not base runners. You know? No, 100%, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I watched the whole game, and I feel like the Phillies, from a pitching and a hitting standpoint, had more opportunities performed like pitch better but it was just like two like seriously two pitches decided four runs that entire game which happened I mean, obviously it's baseball yeah but you leave zach wheeler in for one just like, one I guess one too many pitches too the tough part with that was like you had olsen who ripped one up the middle and then he struck out the next guy like it was disgusting who was it who was after olsen uh marcelo zana yeah made him look stupid and then Travis yeah, Darno. and then um and then gave up the home run to Austin Riley. Or so that home run was Travis Darno. Austin Riley's was the one in the eighth inning. That's right, Darno. After um, Acuna got hit. That's right. But the one that Zach Wheeler gave up was like, it's tough because why would you take him out? I mean, he just, oh yeah, he just made a guy look, you know. I mean, game one to be honest, I thought that y'all pulled what's his name too soon. Like he looked good. And then, because he went to the bullpen in the fifth inning. Oh, yeah. Or because yeah. he pitched four. Fourth inning. Gave no, up. He, he, oh, yeah. He got pulled in the fourth. Yeah, in the fourth. He after got pulled. one hit. Mm -hmm. That was wild. But they pieced it together. I mean, my goodness. Game yeah, one that, was crazy. Yeah, but that's game one. That's kind of. How about Harper's stats against your closer? Dude, that his, is my what were the stats again? Was it like ten for is, fifteen with seven bombs or something? He has forty-seven home runs against the Braves, I think. It's stupid, dude. But the closer thing, I mean, by That's far, why. your closer is like dude. A all, stud. I, all I gotta say is it could not happen. Getting doubled off could not have happened to a better, aka worse person than Bryce. Yeah, Harper. it was wonderful. Look, and honestly, the way um, Michael Harris turned. I thought a hundred percent. It was either gone or off the wall. I was FaceTiming my brother and I was probably, I guess like 10 or so seconds before. And so I was trying to hide my reactions and he was like, wait, did they just hit a 
a home run foul because it was like panic and then relief <laughs> and then I'm like trying not to react and yeah. trying to read what's happening and then he sees it on the TV. But uh, yeah, he dude, that was a good play on the wall and throwing it in and then Austin Riley with the that backup. He so threw a dart dude, at first. He threw a dart. So yeah. Anyway, we'll this see. Guy's so hard. Going to the bank now. And the Dodgers, I think, are pretty much done, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. Only three teams have come back in the divisional series down to a. It's tough. Very tough. You got to win three straight, which is very tough to do. Yeah, so we'll see most likely a split in the bank come back to truest for game five, I think. I think so, too. I would love, we're recording the podcast on Tuesday, would love tomorrow to win game one in Philly. That would yeah. be huge. But you know Philly fans are going to be fired up. When are they not, though? Dude, we could have went 400 bucks for home plate seats. You close. told me you bought tickets and you never did. You're a liar. <laughs> You're a liar. I would have overdrafted that account. <laughs> Taking a loan out. <laughs> if you follow our picks, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I'm see. right at it. I'm right at even. All right. College football. There's your, by the way, there's your Georgia that you've been begging for. Yeah. The Georgia's like, oh, they only win by 10 points. There they are. Georgia finally looked dominant. You were right. I was like, well, what's going to happen in Kentucky? They haven't looked good. Someone said this, though, which I thought, let me know yeah. anything about this. What you got? Especially with the great teams, like, you, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the top, definitely top five coming into the year and obviously like a like a Georgia they don't want to show their playbook early on film it was an interesting argument it's like they don't like they kind of keep it more vanilla mm-hmm. the first few weeks and then open it up as they get farther down the season so I agree with that and I, I, I like that in a lot of ways I just there should be an element where Georgia was like physically bodying people a yeah. little bit more. And I think that was the piece that was missing. Not just and then Michigan in terms of, too, crushed dude, Minnesota. Michigan rushed Minnesota 52 I thought 10. we were going to have a couple more like really good games. But I mean, the Red River rivalry, I mean, great game, phenomenal game. But other than the, or other than the Oklahoma, Texas game, I mean, everything else kind yeah, of took and care Texas of business. A&M, was it was close was close at some points bama and, and that that that's close a lot of times alabama and Dude, yeah i mean looking at south carolina's schedule we were favored against florida this week mm-hmm. are you really yeah it's in south carolina which would be big florida but <laughs> <laughs> but then yeah, we've got at AM. Oh, yeah. You which is going to be, dude, that's a tough one. Like at mizzou, it's going to be. Is there any hope for you think USC in the future? Um, I think, to, well, here's like the to thing. be top ten again. Our schedule for the next few years is nuts. I think we'll have a very good team in two years. Okay, because we've got like, like Nick gone. Harbor. Yeah. yeah, but our freshman quarterback we got looks really good. Give him a year to develop. We've got a couple other freshmen that, assuming the the portal, though, that's the other thing. It's like, dude, the portal, like Lloyd. Like Marshawn Lloyd, right yeah. now, Southern Cal's running back. We thought that he was coming back. Yeah, Christmas break, he's like, yeah. It's great. I'm coming back. And then all of a sudden he's not. So yeah. that's what's really weird about trying to figure out where a team's going to be in a couple of years. I love how you say SoCal. Yeah, dude, I'm never saying USC because that belongs to the University of South Carolina. Is that a USC Carolina. thing? Like you guys did when you were talking about the other one? Or is that a you thing? Like is that a, it's the people. It's both. Okay. Like I wouldn't say that everyone at the University of South Carolina says. But everyone SoCal. who's anyone? Anyone who actually has passion. Got it. Anyone who actually cares about when it. When you guys can get another Debo Samuel? <laughs> my classmate 
he so he was you guys great. were good friends yeah great friends <laughs> I, I watched every one of his games <laughs> we were really tight uh so he was really good obviously in college but the number of people we have go in the nfl that have very good nfl careers and we're just underused is yeah. so depressing. Even yeah. Debo, you would think that he would have been like a Heisman candidate the way he's playing. Good and like point. he returned several kickoffs all the way. Like he was an explosive kick yeah. returner. Yeah. But he was just underused. Anyway. So here's the should thing. Should have found him at running back. I mean, dude, after this week, Georgia obviously, because I thought Kentucky was solid this I mean, year. Yeah, they were undefeated at that point. And then Michigan and Minnesota's, you know, not not a great team, but not a bad team by any means. I don't know. Michigan also looks looks good. Uh, I it'd be tough to to go against the grain and not pick UGA and Michigan in the championship. I, I would love that to actually be the championship this year. I wonder yeah. last year. Ohio TCU. State. That was an awful championship game, though. That was so bad. I would say so. Ohio State was losing the third quarter to Maryland. I I think Michigan's going to win again this year. Oklahoma Texas. That could be interesting. I think we're going to see that because. What is it? The Big 12 doesn't have the divisions the way that it used to. Yeah. So we we could probably, most likely, we'll see a rematch of that. One thing I want to say about that game. One, uh, two things I want to say about that game. Why did I go make a prediction in college? In the moment, very bad about it. Chose to do it anyway. <laughs> but Texas, running to the middle of the field on just like a little dive play on third and 11 or whatever it was at the end of the game, you deserve to lose yeah. this game playing a rivalry like that. And then Oklahoma, man, that drive down there with a minute. Dude, that, that was, was a hot. sexy pass too. Dude, that was a great. Last second, mm. that was, I mean, they deserved it. They did deserve it. The other thing that, that made Oklahoma, actually, no, I was going to say that made Oklahoma deserve it, but really made Texas deserve to lose was the fourth and goal on the one-yard line when and, they try to run it four times and they lose a yard. Yeah, embarrassing. You don't deserve to win the game after Absolutely that. Absolutely not. Where's the, uh, what do they call the Phillies? Or not the Phillies, the Eagles. <laughs> the Eagles, the tush push. Tush push. Yeah, the where's brother, the tush the shove. push? They brought in, I think it was defensive linemen, so it was 300-pounders. <laughs> they just got pushed back. That's embarrassing. Yeah, it is so embarrassing. I would have gotten pushed back. McCaffrey would not have gotten pushed back. <laughs> McCaffrey scores there. Yeah. Yeah. What a stud. Yeah, imagine if the 49ers were running that play. <laughs> yeah. Or or the Eagle, they might have the Eagles would have pushed it like 15 yards there. That that is Yeah, mm. that's unbelievable. Anyway, uh we already mentioned Bama one and then an interesting game coming up this week. We've got Oregon versus Washington, which you wouldn't think about it, but they're ranked 7 and 8 and they're both undefeated. So Dude, it should be a, be a great game. I'm excited to watch that with some popcorn. Mm. Maybe it'll be like the Red River cuz that was a good one. So anyway, NFL By the way, week five. Baker, I mean, it's no coincidence that Baker Mayfield was at the game. I'm just saying. Mm. I'm just saying. Oklahoma mm. came up to five. Mm. Baker Mayfield, here, hear me out. He's gonna have Ooh. a moderately successful career the next five years or so in the NFL. Like an average fifteenth ranked quarterback. I think that's very fair. Yeah. Cool. Somewhere around there. And then I think around age, you know. 35, he probably retires because I yep. think he's like late 20s now. So, yep. you know, six years or so. And then he's going to become the head coach at Oklahoma. He's going to start by being the quarterback coach, move up to O offensive coordinator. <laughs> to O offense. <laughs> and then he's going to coach offensive line. Okay. <laughs> no, but then he's going to be the head coach. I'm telling you what, dude, Baker and Oklahoma 
go together like peanut butter and bread and banana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we were thinking the same thing. We're like, we're not going to say jelly, I, but I what's say, something else? No, that was, that'd be that'd be not NFL Bears Commanders beats Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. 40 to 20. Yeah. You know, if you're a Commanders fan, I was actually high on the Commanders and Sam Howell after the Eagles game because Sam Howell's two minute drill looked Tom Brady asked us, we've already talked about, and then getting destroyed by the Bears. I mean, Justin Fields looked great. Don't get me wrong, but wow. Well, I think a lot needs to be said about the Commanders defense. And and they've got some studs on defense. Dude, so Chase I don't know Young? if it's their DC or or what, but Chase Young? Yeah, he's a stud. Dog. So but their defense looks terrible this year. As Pat McAfee says, dog. Looks terrible this year. Yeah. So anyway, shout out Bears because it had been, what, like 14 weeks, something like that without a win. So happy for Chicago, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Also, like, NFL's so weird. Some things just click one week, and they haven't won in 14 weeks, and all of a sudden DJ Moore, could, I mean, you could have thrown into oh, yeah. an ocean. And he should have had that other one, too. Yeah. I mean, he, he almost had 60 fantasy points. Has there been a replay of that show where... I didn't look again, but they didn't show it live. And so I was just assuming that yeah. that means he 100% did not step out of bounds. Right. Anyway, stud. Shout out Carolina for getting rid of him. The Niners and the Cowboys. I know that this broke our heart as a, a, a 49ers fan and as a Cowboys hater. Avid hater. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my oh my. I mean, my. embarrassing. Someone's got to say it. The Cowboys did not have a first down until four minutes into the second quarter. <laughs> they had eight... I think it was eight first downs all game on 11 drives, eight first downs. So what do you think? What in the world is the Cowboys? Well, I mean, they did lose digs, mm-hmm. right? Which definitely really hurts. But dude, they have so much freaking talent on I also, that team. So I, I'm very biased. I will admit that. I think that the 49ers are one of the best NFL teams. They're, I mean, Ever. I think they're up there with like the 2008 Patriots. They are wow nasty. They are nasty, man. Obviously, they have all the pieces. They really do. And right now it's clicking. Injuries, who knows? Yeah. Hopefully none of that happens and we get a C. But they look, and dude, Fred Warner, stud. Yeah. Kurt Warner-esque. Kurt Warner-esque. <laughs> Very similar people. He is I mean, I like love watching linebackers. That's just I uh, played linebacker. Really yeah, enjoyed you that. Are, you you yeah. were a big linebacker. Luke, Luke Keekley was, was dude. I love Luke. One Keekley. of my favorite. The duo. How do you not love Luke the Keekley? duo that the Panthers had in 2015. Thomas Davis. You're talking Luke Keekley. Yeah. Oh, so the two don't of them, even get me oh. exactly. Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. Yeah, are there? They're the that combo again. Fred Warner all over the place. He literally is in man. He's in zone. He's blitzing. He's like. The time where he like jumped up and then sacked uh, Dak Prescott. He had the like punch fumble. He had the interception on the tip. Like he's just everywhere and he's Keep so good ask. and he's so smart. And like there's just something about a really good linebacker that both of them, <laughs> Keekly got talked about a lot of times that he's like really smart linebacker, but physically he was unreal too. So it's yeah. like both Fred Warner and Luke Keekly were physically dominant. Yeah. And then they just had this like, Instinct. Got the instinct yep. and, and a good linebacker just plays with that instinct. And man, it is fun to watch when there's someone like that. 100%, dude. You're just literally 100%. like a heartbeat of a defense. So you get that. And then the defensive line when you added like uh, Javon Hargrave. Yep. Like Bosa off the end. Bosa. Oh, yeah, dude. They, I mean, they're, they're a complete football team. Complete football team. And, and one of the best predictors of a championship team 
are the lines. It's like the line of scrimmage. How did, how is it done yeah. in the trenches? Yeah, and yeah. The, the 49ers, they got some dogs Think in the trenches. Think about the Right? In Super Bowl a couple years ago? Yeah, they didn't best have Best O-line. <laughs> best. That's why Joe Burrow is still the best. It's still hurt. <laughs> they had a great game. Well, great speaking game. Up, are the Bengals back? Uh, I'm not going to overreact too much here. Dude, it's you. Come on. Let it rip. They're back, baby. I mean, they are so far back. <laughs> they're so far back that they're ahead. <laughs> I already locked them in for Super Bowl champs. Uh, but no, I'm not. Gonna, offense is starting to click, so I'm not going to react a lot. Just but, a lot. But 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 they finally clicked. Jamar Chase looked like the Jamar Chase that he is. Joe Burrow was actually making some deep throws, Dude, he had some moving runs around too. in the pocket. Was his mo with his mobility. So I think the calf injury was affecting him a little more than, than they said. And it's, it looks like that he's getting a little bit more healthy, which fires me up and fires the whole NFL up because who yeah. doesn't like a healthy Joe Burr? Nobody, but I'm still a little leery. I think their defense is, is not great. And yeah. also what, what makes me nervous is like, their O-line still sucks. Like, there's no, you know, there's no offense or butts there. So, I think they're back to an extent. I wouldn't be surprised. Though. I hate saying this, but, like, after the start that they had, I wouldn't be surprised if they missed the playoffs. I know it's a hot take. You wouldn't be surprised if they missed it? Yeah, they're just missing a lot, man. I mean, they're missing. They don't yeah. have a great defense. They have. They obviously have one of the worst offensive lines in football. Maybe if Burrow's full, fully healthy, I think they can win, you know, out of the next 13 games. Maybe they can win nine of them, you know, and, and be a playoff contending team. But Yeah, but I mean, if you're going, they have two wins now, right? They're two and three, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I kept thinking you, they were one and three. Never mind. No, they'll make yeah, the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I mean, I, I think they, they'll, they'll probably win this week. Then I think... I think they have the 49ers next week. They'll, they'll drop that one. Yeah, they'll drop that And I think they're going to go on a little streak, so ooh, we'll see. Ooh, what if they... they? No, they can't. Their defense just won't stop the 49ers. Yeah, no, they won't. Uh, other, no, they won't. Uh, other news. <laughs> Bill Belichick. Are the Patriots done? So he suffered his worst loss of his head coaching career in Dallas last week. Then he suffered his worst home loss of his career and the second worst loss of his career so this week, 34 nothing to the Saints. All right, this is my overreaction of the week. Because yeah. well, I, I always have at least two or three, but this is one of them. Was are we misreading into this? Was Bill Belichick an app not a bad, but an average NFL coach? And he was just under the presence of greatness with Tom Brady. Instead of the other way around. Yes. Because I mean the big argument here, it's like the most simple one. Brady won a Super Bowl when he went to the box. Yeah. Right. And the Patriots literally have not been good. And since Tom Brady and everyone's like Bill Belichick, best, one of the best football minds ever. Yep. And look, I think there's so much with people. Here's the thing. We talk about this a lot with business. My take is there's so many times when you look at a successful CEO or successful entrepreneur, or someone very successful in the field, and then you look back in their career and like they might in an interview say this, or they might, you know, say like these three things were the key to their success, mm -hmm. right? But like we talk about, a lot of people do those three things, yeah. right? They, and they aren't nearly a lot of, you know, success maybe comes from your know, different opportunities, potentially luck, potentially, you know, different factors in life. 
I mean, dude, obviously it's, it's a, it's a very encompassing scale of success. Right. And it's, and I think people have done that with the legend of Bill Belichick, where they look back and say like, Oh, he's won multiple Super Bowls. You know, he's a, he's a coaching genius. The Patriots were a dynasty. And then they always ask like, what does he do different? And you see like these Bill Belichick stories, but with anyone who's successful, you have these stories. Dude, it is an interesting take. I don't, I have no idea what to think about it, but Everyone talks about Brady was just riding the system built by Bill Belichick. 100%. And what if it's the other way around? I think that's very interesting. I uh, The flip side is like if you look at like an Andy Reid who who does it in Philly and yeah. then goes to another and does organization it and does it. To me, I'm like, is Andy, Reed Andy Reid's coach? better? Than, I would say, yeah. Ooh, I, th- I would say. That's a I would good say segment. Yes. Is we, Andy Reid a better coach than Bill Belichick? I mean, I would probably say, yeah. Wow, that's but anyway, yeah. That's that's more we need to I would we need say to do some I would say before. yes, but yeah. Well, another that's comparison. That's a knee jerk. Another yeah. comparison that's a knee jerk is David I'm Tepper so glad the same this. as Jerry Jones. I am so glad he put I this. was reading an article talking about Frank Wright and how uh, Tepper's already upset because he wants a winning team and how he's like very hands-on and very involved. The Panthers are gonna become the Cowboys. Except with less talent. With less <laughs> talent and less <laughs> Dude, I I'm so glad he put that there because I watched the Frank Reich interview, and it like hurt my soul, right? When he was like, um, they asked him how involved I think is is Tepper, and he was like, well, some owners don't like to be engaged, they don't like mm-hmm. to be involved, but Tepper really likes to be engaged <laughs> with the team, you know. And and reports are coming out that he was the one who wanted to draft Bryce Young, and reports are coming out that like. You know, he's making decisions, obviously, to win, like, right now, which, as we know, those are very scary decisions to make by foregoing the... I mean, you could set a team up for failure for the next 10 years. Yeah. And it, it makes me nervous. Like, is that what Tepper's doing? Like, we didn't like, we didn't love Jerry, right, as an owner. We didn't love him. I liked him way more but than Tepper. But I was Tepper. about to say, but I, I think I like him already way more than Tepper. Tepper, I mean, Panthers Sucks. are the worst team in the NFL. And I think a big part of that has to do with the leash. I guarantee Tepper's putting on the staff and the players to win now. We've been on record saying also that they should have hired Steve Wilkes. Yeah. Oh Look at gosh. the nasty 49ers defense. Dude, Steve Wilkes. I also How? Think- Dude, that, ooh, that pisses me off. That actually makes me mad. So, How can you win six out of seven games to end the season while you fire Matt Rule in the middle of the season, middle of the season, and then win with like a broken lineup without Christian McCaffrey, win six of seven to end it, and go, mm-hmm. oh, by the way, Wilkes, like we're going to do Frank Reich. Dude, and so here's what I'll say with all of this about Tepper too. Growing up, obviously it was way more South Carolina. I've always liked the NFL. I was a Panthers fan growing up, but it sure. wasn't like a I'm miserable on Sundays when they lose. Yeah. So then fast forward – uh, a number of Marcus Lattimore goes to the 49ers. Ken Law goes to the 49ers. Debo goes to the 49ers. And then finally, Christian McCaffrey gets traded. So that's yep. when I'm like, I'm going to go. Coincidence. They take off and start getting really good. I think not. You're welcome, 49ers. I'll take credit. But David Tepper. So now it, it was like 50-50 for a little bit. I'm willing to say on record, I care way more about the 49ers now than the, the Panthers. Wow. And I think that Tepper is a lot of the reason why. Like he screwed over the city of Rock Hill. Everything that I've seen about him literally just makes me not like the organization. 
You know what pisses me off? And then Wilkes yeah. is like another straw. And then it goes to the 49ers. And then I'm like, so all these things that I love and loved about are the Panthers the are going to the 49ers. And so it's and just like having a lot of success. Yeah. And it's just, I've never been a bandwagon fan of teams, but they were like one in three when, when I went over to them. And so whatever. So here's anyway. also the thing. It's like, I forgot what bias this is. I was reading a book or listening to something where it's like, if someone has success mm -hmm. in one field, right? Like say, Say, you know, one day I have a ton of success in the benefits world. That it translates to you another have, field? Yes, you have a ton of success in, in, in a specific field. You think it translates to every single field. So like a lot of owners that are, by the way, he's yep. a hedge fund guy. He does stocks, yep. right? And investments. And he goes, oh, now I can select the quarterback for a franchise. Yep. Like think about how stupid or, that is. Or you're like, yeah, I know how to manage so I can clearly manage. It's different when you're managing Dude. athletes. It's like- you're managing yeah. investments versus like literal football players. And even like in a business sense, what wouldn't to be at the top of anything, wouldn't you recognize the things that you're good at and the things that you're not good at right. and try to separate those two and get people that are better than you to do the things that you're not good at? It just seems like one-on-one, -on -one, like yep. business one-on-one. -on -one. So when an owner who's good at having money, <laughs> let's be honest, that's yeah. what they bring to an NFL team. When they start like mixing the pot, like getting in there with like the GM and like the coach yep. and everyone, it's like, what are you doing? If you didn't think they were a good hire, why didn't you just hire yourself as a GM? Like, yeah, like, I know. And that's what bring in consultants. What really scared me about that interview, though, and the last thing I'll say, when anyone wants to win now, that is a very obviously everyone wants to win now, but when you categorize it like that. And obviously they've shown that like they're willing to forego a lot of the future yep. to quote unquote win now. Like that is a very dangerous place to be in the NFL. With the exception, I think every now and then there's a team that's on the precipice of being really good. Like the Rams. Like the Rams. The Rams yeah, are the example that I'm thinking about. Yeah. Also, when you're looking at contracts, you're like, we're going to have like, these are running out yep. salary cap. All these things are going to get into play. I think at that point, it makes sense to put like maybe a little bit of gas on it, if you will. You're 100%. Like, I think that if I pour a little gas on it, yes, I'm going to sacrifice a couple years down, but like it will actually might, like it could translate to a championship. 100%. That I think is when I'm okay with it. But when you are the worst team in the NFL, <laughs> if you're like, I want to win now. Well, great. What are you going to do so you can actually, that's a reality in a couple years, not a dream. Correct. So. You don't draft a quarterback and then... Yeah. yeah. If you wanted to win now, then keep the team that started winning after you fired your head coach. Yeah. And with the whole rookie quarterback conversation, like no rookie's going to win Super Bowl. Right? Like Brock yeah. Purdy, I mean, he made the NFC Championship. I mean, if he did, he, he could have if he didn't get hurt. That's the closest. But like you're not going to you're not going to get a rookie quarterback to come in and transform an organization take no. you to Super Bowl. That I think is where the difference is. Correct. Like you could feasibly get a rookie on a team that's close and go, but you're yeah. not going to get like, yeah, dude, they, the thing with the Panthers, it sucks. They have so, and last we got to get off topic because I can go on forever, but they have so many holes. Yeah. And that's why I say, I don't think they're going to be good for the next like five, 10 years, because it's not like they're just like, Oh, mm -hmm. we have a really good defense. We just have to figure out the, like the offense or the O line. Like, no, it's like, it's right like you, now, you were at close at some points and then you started moving backwards and correct. backwards. In like every single aspect. Yeah. So. It's a dumpster fire. Anyway, quarterback spotlight. You want to do 
we're not going to talk about we're going to trade one of your soapboxes the panthers and bring it, another one quarterbacks the quarterbacks in. dude so uh i think you should go first to brock purdy though i want to hear what you have you, you want to hear what i've got i okay. really do i'm kind of excited about this one done some some research some thinking it all stemmed from and you're part of the problem but but i'll give you a chance to redeem yourself afterwards of the disrespect on Brock Purdy, of people being like, he's a good system quarterback. He's a good, like, you know, he's good for a late round draft pick or like he does what he can and he's like outperformed. I'm sick of it. He's just a good quarterback at this yes, point. And yeah. I think people need to recognize it. In the last 30 years. So, well, okay, let me take it back oh, one you step went, before. You went, oh, dude, I've, you done, I've, done, some, some I've done some research here. on this. Oh, but, man. So like my thesis part of this is I think that the reason people disrespect him and talk about it like that is because of the draft bias that exists around quarterbacks. 100%. I think more than any other position, there is there's yeah. just a ridiculous bias around quarterbacks. And so what I did is I looked over uh, over the last 30 years. It's actually 31 years because I did 1993 to 2023 inclusive. So that was fun. But over the last 31 years, there have been 54 quarterbacks drafted in like the top 10, using top 10 picks. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a lot of quarterbacks there. So if you look at, we're going to look at those quarterbacks based off of like passer rating. Yeah. QBR might be a better stat than passer rating, but right now the NFL measures quarterback performance off of passer rating. So we'll do that. Yeah. So using the criteria of quarterbacks that have had at least 136 passing attempts in a season, because that's how many Brock Purdy's thrown this year so far. Over the last two decades, essentially, the NFL average passer rating is around 88. Okay. okay. I like so that's that just yeah. like the average one. So I like that. if we take the 54 quarterbacks drafted in the top 10 over the last 31 years, and we look at how many of them have had an average or a, a, like a season with the average passing rating of 88. So okay. just like one average NFL season. Yeah. Only 35 of those 54 quarterbacks. So just under 65% of the quarterbacks drafted in the top 10 had one average Whoa. NFL season. Take it a little bit further. Holy smokes. The quarterbacks that have had two average seasons or more. Yeah. There have only been 26 of those 54 drafted that have had two average so NFL half. seasons below half. Yeah. Wow. So, that, wow. I would have never. Okay. Yeah. Never right. So that. we're going to take, we're going to go a few more layers deeper on this. So a good passer rating, it goes at the scale goes up to, I think it's 158.3. Okay. So a hundred is a good passing rating. Like if you have a hundred uh, on a your season, season, that's a really yeah. good season uh, for like a little reference point on this. Uh, Tom Brady has had eight seasons with a hundred. So like solid, solid, like solid very good. Uh, and for the record, I understand that, that like some, like Bryce Young, for instance, he hasn't had a passer rating of 88. That's not to say that he's not in a few years, but we're just talking about what's happened today yep. right now. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Of the 54 quarterbacks drafted in the top 10, only 20 of them have had one season where they had a passer rating of a hundred or more. So now we're down to 37% of those quarterbacks yeah. had one good season. The number of quarterbacks that repeated it and had two seasons of 100 more were now down to 13. So less than a quarter yeah. of the quarterbacks drafted in the top 10 have had two good NFL seasons. Okay. Brock Purdy's coming back into the equation now. I told you <laughs> yeah, I did some yeah. research. <laughs> uh, in 2023, so last year, Brock Purdy's passer rating was 107.3. And this wow, year, can you count that though? Well, yeah, because um, there are other quarterbacks that are in the criteria. Like it's all set for quarterbacks that have had um, 136 passing attempts or more. And he had more than that. He played like nine 136. games. 136. That's what he's at so far on this season. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, so... But last... I see your... Nine games. Uh, that's a lot. That's half. I mean, it's half. Yeah. Literally, it's, it's half. Over half. Well, 53%, yes. Yes. Okay. So... But I'm just saying, like, okay. Still. Yeah, uh, so, great, yeah. yeah. So yeah. right now, uh, and he's at 123.1 so far on this season. Yeah, at five really games. So even if you combine that, that would raise up his average even more. Yeah. So yeah. if anything, the fact that he didn't play a whole season, his rookie, you'd be like comparing people on their first half of the season, which can be even worse. Mm-hmm. So it could, I understand it could work negatively against it, but it could also be in his favor. So now if we look at the same stats, 136 passing attempts, the number of quarterbacks that have had a passer rating during the season of 107.3. And keep in mind, like some of these quarterbacks got hurt halfway through the year and it's counting this season that they did good. There have only been six quarterbacks that have had one season at 107.3. There have only been... Wait, ever? Of the 54 drafted in the top 10 in the last 31 years, only six of them have ever had a passer rating of 107.3 in a season. Now, the number of quarterbacks that have done that more than one time, the list is down to three. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, Patrick Mahomes, and Matt Ryan. Wow. And guess what? Those quarterbacks have only done it twice. No one's done it three times. So it's really hard to get above 107. Yeah. Yeah. And in his career, he's well above 107. Because so yeah, if you factor it two. games. Tom Brady has done it three times, had above 107. Yeah. So, okay. Now, and then if you just look at this season, the last part of the rant, passer rating right now. Well, like I just said, 123.1. That's first in the league. QBR. 83.6, the other, like the ESPN's mm-hmm. version of passer rating, which is yep. first in the league. Interceptions, thrown zero. Yes, you're right. If you throw zero interceptions, that's first in the league. Yards per attempt, he's second at 9.4. Completion percentage, second at 72.1%. Touchdowns, tied for seventh at ninth. Passing yards, eighth. If any quarterback draft in the top 10 puts up those numbers, people are talking about how he's an elite quarterback. He's probably going to be a lock-in for a Hall of Fame. Yeah. But because you're drafted in the seventh round or be or fifth round and beyond, wherever you want to put it. Yeah. It's, he's a good system quarterback. That is ridiculous. That, that's my rant for you. <laughs> Look, I first of all, I love the research. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, I mean, you make good point because, like, there is a huge bias in quarterbacks because mm-hmm. we think that if they're drafted, you know, one, two, or three overall as a QB, they should be a Peyton Manning, right? Yeah. And it's not true because, mm-hmm. as you just pointed out, like, it's not even close. But I do think Brock Purdy is overlooked a lot by including people like me because it's like he does have so many good pieces from the coaching staff to the obviously the players. But you still have to throw the football. Like no one's yeah, throwing the dude, football. And he's been slinging it more than people yeah. realize. And that's why I think, yes, he's on a good team. Yes, that makes an impact. Shanahan's but some of these other ones, Shan- yeah. Is he's Shanahan better than Bill Belichick? Oh, I think he's a smarter <laughs> football mind, yeah. But, and I mean, they, yeah, yeah, but yeah. if you look at when you're judging, we, we joked about the test. That's the equivalent of a Buzzfeed quiz. Yeah, fair enough. So if you're looking at a quarterback, you've got arm, you've got height, you've got build, you've got college performance. But those are not great indicators of NFL mm. success. And so, yes, Brock Purdy doesn't have the best arm. But would you trade someone who makes smarter, better reads for someone who has a little bit so, weaker arm? Let me say something here. Yeah. And I've never said this. Re- I mean, I've, I've said this, I guess, in certain aspects, but the quarterback is, I think, unanimously probably the hardest position to play, yeah. if not top three in all of sports, 
right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a very, like, between athletic, between mental. It's right, a, between a PhD position that you need a, like, you need an to run arm. Like a, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just, dude, the, and the physical tools you have to have and how fast you have to process information. Joe Montana said something, and once again, I think it maybe it's a little bit of, and I think it was Joe Montana, or maybe it was Steve Young, one of the great quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. But I think it's definitely like, oh, this is why he's had, like, one of those conversations. Like, you can't, but I do believe... It for especially quarterbacks, it's such a very specific position that you have to be born with a trait. You mm. have to be born with this trait. And I actually, whoever said it, Steve Young or Joe Montana recently in the last few days, you have to be able, and Joe Burrow has this trait too, and so does, I'm, I, I hate Josh Allen, but you know, Josh Allen's <laughs> fine. Josh Allen does a pretty good job. Patrick Mahomes is completely like this too. You have to be able to lower your heart rate and to almost like the higher the pressure gets and the bigger the moment, the more relaxed you are. Yeah. And I think Brock Purdy does that. Yeah. And I think that like you, th like that's something you could never miss. Like you can never, I guess unless right. you hooked him up maybe on a heart, but still then you could like never really measure that. But I think it's something all the great quarterbacks have. It's like they can be calm right in the midst of like well, yeah, it's like the game slows down correct. for them in in the moments and you're right you can't you, you can't, can't really that. measure it. you can't teach it and you can't really measure it and i also don't fault people for drafting quarterbacks high and doing the best you can no, to guess it it's yeah. like yes if you get a good quarterback Except it's Carolina. like winning the yeah but it's like it's like winning the lottery if you get it great that's awesome it's just ridiculous that when some someone is showing the traits Correct. That you would call a quarterback drafted high a good quarterback for that then you make excuses because you didn't know it. It's like, <laughs> like it's a yeah. crapshoot. It's 65% of the quarterbacks drafted in the top 10 in the last 31 years had one average season. Correct. One. One average. Yeah. That's 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 also a really interesting point. So I'm I, I really believe that like, I'm starting to believe it more and more, especially the more I, because I feel like the quarterback I just fall in love with because, you know, I should have been a big QB guy, but, you know, I should have. Oh, been, yeah, because how did the, the competition go? I should have been drafted. Uh, behind me. Actually, no, <laughs> you would have been the top 10 pick. I would have been Mr. Irrelevant yeah, that yeah. won a Super Bowl. No, but, second but year. Um, I just think it's fascinating because it's like, you know, you have a lot of, I mean, Tom Brady obviously was six rounds. Yeah, um, Patrick Mahomes was late first, right? Late I first think round. Was Oh, he was, was 10. he 10? Yeah. Okay. But still. But still, he was, he was the, what, the third or fourth quarterback taken? Mm -hmm. Yep. So it's like, there's something there. Because, like, people like NFL scouts, they're not dumb. Like, think no. about with other positions. Like, think about, like, Jalen Carter. Like, you know Jalen Carter, as long as he works decently hard, it's going to be good. Yeah, like, running you just backs, know that. receivers, a lot of that stuff but makes But these sense. people, and they do miss every once in a while, but, like, they're pretty spot on a lot of times. But quarterbacks, man, is the one position they can never, ever, ever, ever get right. And then how do, because I completely agree with what you said, but yet the draft bias that exists towards a quarterback like, is greater. Yeah, that's a good point. Then it's like, I bet the people doing it would be more likely to be like, you know, we, we're just guessing. We're it's an important position. We're doing our best. Yeah. And I think, dude, I, I am a big believer though, too, that once again, like you can ruin a quarterback. Like we talked about last week. Yeah. We're like, dude, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson stood no chance. Like, okay, maybe not no chance. That's a little aggressive. But like when he came in the league, what, three or four years ago, like my guy, Zach was just set up to mm -hmm. fail. Now that's not saying he like hundred percent would fail, but it's saying that, like, imagine walking in that system or imagine walking in Kyle Shanahan. Like, you know, it's like, it's night and day different. 
And so, and I also think confidence with QBs is so fickle, right? Yeah. Where it's like, if you lose that confidence, I mean, because it's tough to gain it back in the NFL. In college, you can play like a team like, you know, you can play a crappy team in week right. two, go have 450 yards and five TDs You're and get the confidence back. not playing any crappy back. DBs. Absolutely not. So it's very easy to lose confidence. And the minute I feel like, because it's so fast in the NFL, the minute you hesitate, oh, yeah. you throw three picks. Well, so even uh, I was listening to Kyle Shanahan talk about Brock Purdy, and he was saying that uh, – like he hasn't thrown any interceptions yet, and some idiot reporter is like, "Yeah, so like, is he just like trying not to?" And like thinking about it, and, and Kyle Shanahan's like, "No, like if you're trying not to throw an interception, you're gonna throw an interception." Right, right. It's just smart, like, yeah. Like you've got to just make a quick read, make a good read, and throw the ball. Like, and it, if you watch the Cowboys game, even like Brock Purdy was slicing and dicing, and there he was. He was. So. I mean, that's that's a good take. I mean. I'm slow but surely because of of your your negotiating skills becoming <laughs> because more, of my annoying yeah attitude. becoming more of a, of a of a Brock Purdy fan. You're like I will submit and say he's I'm he's a good still, quarterback if you just shut up. Joe. I, I would really like the statistics though. Last thing I'll say about Brock Purdy is like yes, I think I think he has definitely some some unbelievable innate traits to be a QB, but there definitely is something to be said for your receivers being more open because you have. A better offensive line, and a great, yeah, and you have a phenomenal running game. So it's like yeah. from a defense standpoint, you know, because a lot of times rookie QBs, there's they don't typically have much of a rush game, yeah, right, or an O line because they're they're drafted top five, top ten, and so it, it's it's tighter windows, right? And it's I, I do I, I'd be interested to see like that but, stat. But then like the other piece of all of this when you're talking about quarterbacks is what really does make a good quarterback. Then do you want Someone who's just freakishly athletic can make some really good plays and make something out of nothing. It's like that doesn't really always lead to a championship. Absolutely Even not. like with yeah. Patrick Mahomes, he has that ability, but when he's at his best, he's using the pieces around him. Like a quarterback, if you 100%. think about it, like if we're playing quarterback, it's like, how am I using these pieces around you? So to to the Brock Purdy point, I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm like, shouldn't that even be more of a testament to him being a good quarterback that he doesn't try to do more? that he lets the pieces around him shine. Yeah. He's thrown nine touchdowns. He could throw more. He could have more yards. But like, there's Christian McCaffrey. There's Debo. There's all these pieces. Like, a good quarterback should make the team good. You know who hadn't thrown for an interception as well as Brock Purdy? Derrick Henry. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But C.J. Stroud. Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, C.J. Stroud. So we're going to get a my, Dude, he's my quarterback good. spotlight. CJ yeah. Stroud's one of them, man. We'll do number one, CJ Stroud. He has broken officially the NFL record for most pass attempts by a QB without an interception to start their career. Like, first Super of all, impressive. think about how many quarterbacks, think about it, yeah. have come through and like thrown a pick for him. And obviously that's not the end all be all, but that's still a pretty crazy statistic. And, and for the record, when I was given the draft statistics, he's one of the quarterbacks holding down that he's had an average season. Yeah. He, he's he's above average. Dude, he is by far. In fact, you could seriously make the argument, yes, Brock Purdy had a great nine games, but you could make the argument that like since Cam Newton, like starting week one. Yeah. Right? Like starting number one, week one behind the, the realm, he's having the best rookie season since Cam Newton for sure. Arguably, arguably the best start to a rookie QB ever. You could also argue that he's making the biggest difference too. As Correct. A starter, where yeah. that might be even more so. It's like with Cam Newton, you coming in. Texas like you're could be a playoff a big, team, dude. 
Yeah, and who even could imagine that being the case? So I'm impressed with him. I I was a very big doubter before. Yeah, uh, yeah. But the Buzz Buzzfeed quiz, I guess, might have been wrong. <laughs> and you know what's funny? <laughs> I was begging the Panthers not to draft C.J. Shroud. I was like, well, well, to your defense, so. you did go back and forth. You did beg them to draft him. Then you beg not to. Yeah. And to be honest, where, coming where, out. but where we arrived and I still, well, maybe, maybe CJ Stroud will be better. Like once again, the Texans have had a lot of early picks mm-hmm. over the last decade. Well, and, but yeah. like we were all like, I don't think it's worth trading to number one. And I still kind of stand by that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really definitely. <laughs> definitely Bryce having the worst rookies from top three, right? Anthony Richardson's having a better season as well. So that's number one. Cause so every week I'm yep. do three, just an update, three quarterback spotlights. Cause we love talking about quarterbacks on the show. Yeah. So number two, I'm going to do a downer. So I'm going to try to do depending on the week, but like two ups and okay. one down. Like right. Got to be Dak like, like the classic. Who's hot. Who's not. Yeah. Who'd so, you say? Dak Prescott, dude, is oh. down. You have like, there's no if ands, or buts here with Dak Prescott. Well, right before the game, I texted you. I was like, you got it because Christian loves the bet where he's like one touchdown, do one interception. I was like, you got to hammer it against Dak. I should have bet three picks. <laughs> three picks. <laughs> Did you see Stephen A's video? Yeah, he's that dude, was hilarious. He, he definitely hates the Cowboys more than I do. But I think it's just for Skip Bayless. Yeah, but the down dude, Dak Prescott. I mean, look at this. I, I just want to read some statistics to you. Right mm-hmm. in five games, five games, he's only had five TDs, and he's had four picks, and his rating's not awful. Like he's not having an awful season, but dude, Dak. You know who's Prescott, worse than that though, Jimmy G. Yeah, dude, Jimmy G's he's struggling a little bit. He's struggling, but you got to say Dak because dude, people it, once again every year. Yeah. They come in with this bias, like Dak is going to be a top 10 quarterback in the league. You know, Cowboys are going to make it to the, the Super Bowl. Like, obviously, there, there's a lot of Cowboys fans out there. And, I mean, against Arizona, so the two games that they lost, right? Yep. Against Arizona, one pick, one TD, 78 passing rate, not great, not awful. And then, obviously, San Francisco just t- tore him a new one. Like, he, at what point do the Cowboys either move on or I don't know. Cause the Cowboys have the pieces. Yeah. But or that's, is it a Jerry Jones? Well, that's I think it is. Is it not even like, I'm going to be honest thing. because look at Tony Romo. Look at yeah. you name it. They've always had pieces. They've always had a good team. And they're, uh, I think, I think it's what happens when you they're have an ownership. owner who's trying to like involved. Who's way too involved. Yeah. You're the owner. That's good not point. The GM. I, that's my take on. Cause I mean, other thing is that, since he, he's had he, some he broke really his good leg, seasons. Right? He needs to run more. Yeah. I think if he ran a little bit more. Dude, I mean, he's had some up. really good. Mm. I mean, he's obviously had some injuries, right? Like he yeah. normally gets injured for the last few games. But dude, like in 2021, he 4,500 yards, 104 QB rating. Yeah. In fact, he's had like five seasons above 87. So 87 yeah. quarterback rate or the, the rating, passer rating. And so I, you're right. It couldn't. Maybe not be a Dak fan. I think he's a. I think he's a middle of the road quarterback. Yeah, I think that's that part of the problem fair. is people want to put him in the top ten. He's not a top ten quarterback, yeah. but he's also not a ter- like he's. But he's also shown that he could be. I think that's the thing. It's like, yeah, dude, he's but, had a couple seasons where it's like, okay, that's top ten quarterback season. I think this is another interesting quarterback talk. I think the top five 
six. I don't know the exact number. I'd have to look at them. But I think there's a top core that's like, these are the elite quarterbacks in the league. They're always a top 10. I think season-wise, maybe, again, maybe it's like seven to 10. That's a floating position. And so I think that there's probably 15, 16, again, I wish I looked at these numbers, quarterbacks that have had top 10 seasons and could be a top 10 quarterback. So then we conflate it so that there should be 20 top 10 quarterbacks. It's like, is there 20 quarterbacks in the top 10? That doesn't add up. So, but once again, Dak also wasn't a top. What was the second round? What was him? Second or third what round. What was him? <laughs> so, honestly, though, comparative to where they picked him, great value for the Cowboys, yeah. right? If you flip the conversation a little bit. Yeah, he was 150, 135th overall. So, that would be third round. It's round four, pick 135. Yeah, fourth round. Okay. So, I mean, you got, I mean, for a fourth round quarterback draft pick, the Cowboys have gotten some bang for their buck there. You got to admit. Yeah. Right? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's people love to hate on Dak Prescott. I don't think, I don't think he's Patrick Mahomes, but I don't think he's as bad as people think either. I think I did. I but Jared Jones, but, uh, you got to think for the week. Oh, he's yeah. The for dad. the week. Yeah. We could also put it on whoever's playing the 49ers. <laughs> so. Here, here, okay, so here's what I'm saying for number three. And someone who I've watched some some film, some tape of this guy, right? At Oklahoma? No, I'm not going with Baker Mayfield Tennessee? this week. I am not going with Tennessee. Not not the, the neuroscientists or whatever? I am going to go with Sam Howell oh. as my third. Now, he didn't quite win. He did almost pass for 400 yards. Now, he was throwing the whole game, had 50 attempts. But... I got to talk about Sam Howell this week because uh, obviously it's my first segment. Yeah, I'm a big believer in Sam Howell. I'm a big believer in like mental strength that Sam Howell has and how cool he is sometimes in like the final two minutes and and those types of drives. So I want to, this is also why I'm a big believer in him. You're going to make a lot of mistakes as a young QB. Fair. It's just going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you look at it from a season statistic wise, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's got almost 1,400 yards passing in five games, mm-hmm. very, very solid, but he's only got six TDs and six picks. So if you look at wow. it from a stat, you're like, ah, like he's not having a great season. But the, he's only had one bad game. He threw four picks against the Bills, four picks. But guess what he did the next week? Almost 300 yards against an Eagles defense with a TD and no no turnovers and no picks. 100, Interesting. 100 passer rating. Huh. So quarterbacks that are young and that can have those awful games yeah, and then come back against a good Eagles defense and perform well, and yeah. that two-minute drill, by the way, against the Eagles yeah. was Tom Brady-esque, as I keep saying. <laughs> you have said that a number of times, but I, I don't I think disagree. the commander's defense is awful. Very bad. Very bad. But I do think Sam Howe is a big bright spot for the Commanders. I like that. <laughs> I don't know. I like him. I yeah. hope he does well. Yeah. All right. I, I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know what I want to add, but I'm like, I, I, I hope that he has a good career. <laughs> I, I like him. I think he's a good quarterback. Seems like a cool and dude. Plus UNC. <laughs> you know, he's a UNC guy. Yeah. Which he wasn't obviously as famous as as Caleb Presley, but he yeah. is. Uh, oh, that could or be a Michael big Jordan. debate. Who do you think's been better in the NFL, Luke May or sorry Drake May or uh, Sam Howell? Mm. Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> Mitch a boy. 
All right, power ranking time. Dude, we have the same picks. We are very similar on this one. This is no fun. This is not fun. I right, almost I'll go changed first. it. I'm yeah. going to go first. So Ravens at 10. They got to work through some injuries, but I still think they're going to be a top 10 team. And what I want to add to that one, too, is the Steelers. It's so easy to read in that. They just always play close. Always, it doesn't matter. Dude. So like, it's I, like, I, I'm it's like the that. Alabama, Texas A&M. Yeah. Like, no matter what, like it's typically going to be a pretty close game. Cowboys at nine. I mean, they're still a solid team. I still think they're going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But... Don't love them at all, just in general. Seahawks are looking great under Geno Smith. Funny enough, Geno Smith is arguably having a top 10 QB season. Uh, number seven, Bucks. You know, my guy Baker. It's mm-hmm. tough to put him not at number one. Yep. Six is Bills. I think that's a pretty fair assessment for the Bills. I love the Lions at five. I think the Lions are looking great this year. And the fact that they don't even have to use Gibbs, yeah, like pisses me off as a fantasy owner of Gibbs. But it's a testament to how good they are this year because yep. if they weren't this good, obviously they'd be using Gibbs a lot more in and, and any way. And without St. Brown, correct. they still crush the Panthers. Love that. Uh, Dolphins 4, dynamic yep. offense. I still have some questions about their defense, but an absolute dynamic offense. Number three, Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, still looking sexy. Two, Eagles. I mean, the Eagles, just a solid, solid 5-0 and team. Mm-hmm. But they're still not looking as good as mm-hmm. your San Francisco 49ers, mm-hmm. who are looking, I agree, absolutely dominant. I like that. I like that. We are matchy-matchy here, unfortunately. Uh, Jags, I'm putting them in a 10. Ooh, I've gone back Trevor and forth. Trevor Lawrence, you hate him. I've gone so back and forth on what I think about the Jags this year. And again shown by where the bills are in jags i don't put a lot of stock into the london games it's there's just a lot of factors at play yeah uh and they were there for a couple of weeks i don't again i don't know cowboys at nine i would love to kick them out of the top 10 I Me just too. Haven't yet. <laughs> yeah, i would love that uh i'm like i think the 49ers are so good that i can't use how badly they lost as a reason to kick them out <laughs> but I, i'm just waiting for the moment to kick them out of the top 10 bucks in at eight they keep winning i think they're gonna lose this week but that's another story seahawks at seven uh okay and then this is where we're matching matching same what a yeah. boring bills at six again i don't put too much stock in their loss i saw they win on friday not even thursday to oh, london wow. which is a bold Why? strategy i don't i guess there's always it's trying to figure out like how, what's the best way with jet lag and figuring yeah. it out and I think that was a, a dumb decision. But anyway, I think think they're still a top-tier team. Lions, I think they look really good. Yeah. I, I understand the Seahawks beat them. I think the Lions are better than the Seahawks. There it is. I said it. Uh, Dolphins at four. They're, so the other thing, I've mentioned this in the past. I look at these and try to think, like, which team do I think would beat each other right now? The Dolphins are such a weird team because they they're upside. They are so weird. Dude. Like, I, I still think it would be fun to see a 49ers-Dolphins Super Bowl. Like, that could be fun. Their upside's really good, yeah. but they're just not as consistent. And so I, I don't know what to make of make of them. Anyway, Chiefs at three. Love their head Well, coach, sorry. So. I'm going to clarify. Chiefs plus the NFL at three because— So annoying, dude. It we, seems like every week the officials— The protective angel— <laughs> Also, the fact that Sneed took his helmet off and the the official was just like, put it back on instead of giving him a penalty. Like, what? What is this? On, what is this on. garbage? The NFL's favorite team, the Chiefs. Yeah. Eagles at two. They keep winning. Five and oh. And yeah. then we're going to pull this up because the 49ers, like I've said, could be one of the best teams Ooh. that we've seen. 
They've won every game by an average spread of 19.8, and they've scored an average of 33.4 points a game. They've beaten teams by almost 20 points on average, taking their starters out before the fourth quarter. And that's insane, dude. That is... I mean, they don't have a weakness, right? Like, defensively, they look unbelievable. Offensively, both lines look great. Offensive line and defensive line look the, good. The weakness that I would put for the 49ers is that they're so physical that injuries are mm-hmm. uh, inevitable. Are, no, but they're there. They're potential. Yeah. <laughs> like they're going to be physical. They practice hard. They practice fast. They play hard. They're always in on every play. So that's the one nervous part yeah, of them. Yeah. Anyway, picks. Reviewing last week, you oh, won again. Oh, your boy, your boy was four. You won. Let's go, let's go. We, again, shout out NFL for keeping the over under to missing on the Vikings game wow. because of that that wow. that call. Yeah, I saw that. It's ridiculous. Anyway, I was three and two. You were four and four one. And one. Four baby. and one, You're now five hundred. He's back. He's twelve, twelve and one, and I'm fifteen and ten. Again, the pods looking pretty good on our predictions. He's back, ladies and so gents. jumping in. You want to go first on this again? I do. Yeah, I Let's love going it. first. Man, I'm kind of feeling sexy after that, which is dangerous because I could go one for four here. Although I like your picks, I'm looking at them now. Yeah, so. but yeah, you know, just because okay. you like them, you're you're not you're not you don't understand. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> you don't know anything. I'm twelve and twelve. Right, so for starters, number one, we have Seahawks at Bengals, three point favorites. Cincinnati Bengals. I think they cover. I think they just clicked last week. I think they're going to score a lot of points against Seahawks and win by a touchdown. I also think it's a must win for them. Correct. So that I, I like that pick for that reason. Colts at Jaguars. I'm actually, <laughs> I hate this, but I'm kind of taking your advice because the <laughs> Jaguars were in London for two weeks and then now they're back in the States. But I think they're going to get a rude awakening from a guy with the mustache, potentially, yeah. Gardner Minshew. So I like Indiana to cover the four and a half point spread. So it's like your uh, your flair, the reverse of mine. Like I hate the games traveling to London. You're like, well, yeah. if Joe hates it going yeah. there, then He's I hate it. the return <laughs> from London. Uh, and then Eagles at Jets. I mean, dude, the Eagles look so good. I think uh, they're going to m- confuse Zach Wilson a lot on defense. And I also believe that their offense is gelling now as well. So I, th- I like them by 10 or 14 against and, the Jets. And the spread's only seven, so... Panthers to Dolphins. I'm two for two or three for three against the Panthers <laughs> spread. So we're going Miami to cover a 13 and a half point spread in the NFL, which has to be one of the biggest lines. Like there can't be an NFL game that has more than two two scores. This week or? No, remember, 13 and a half. Well, just, are you saying of all time? I, there was a Bills one. It was last year. No, it was two years ago that I think was 24. It was, dude, whatever. It was either yeah, 18 wow. or two. It was ridiculous. So I was like, and that's. And then Lions. Lions at Bucks. I am going both top 10 teams, in my opinion, but I think Lions take it by more than three and cover the spread. I think Lions win by 10 uh, against the Bucks as well. Mm. Sorry. Just chewing ice here. No big deal. All right. I'm going to start with that one because I also have that. I like the Lions at the Bucks, the Lions covering. I think the Lions are a very, very good team. The Bucks haven't really played anyone. The one yeah. team they played. Saints. They, they did beat the Saints, which their defense. Yeah, good. but the Saints, I don't even know what I think about the Saints. I know that the Eagles are a good team and the Bucks did not look good against the Eagles. Uh so Yeah, till the end. I, I, I think I think they're gonna struggle against like more physical teams. Anyway, I like the Lions here. Panthers and Dolphins. Once again, matchy matchy. I like uh 
like the Panthers losing. <laughs> yeah, dude. Any team that's playing the Panthers, I'm hammering that spread. I don't know if I'm quite there yet, but the Dolphins against the Panthers, yeah. All day. Yeah. 13 and a half, that makes it's a large oh, I'm spread. There. But... I'm there with the Panthers. Until they prove <laughs> me wrong. Yeah. Anyway, so now 49ers and Browns. Got two picks coming from Ooh. this game. First up, we've got yeah. San Francisco covering, minus five. Again, remember I said they've won every game by yeah. an average of 19.8 against the Browns. Until they prove me wrong, minus five, hammering that. The other interesting one is the over-under is 37 and a half. I was just, what? They, I, I was saying their average score is 33.4. They have not scored, the 49ers have not scored less than 30 points all season. So, and then again, if I'm assuming they get off to an early lead, they're they're going to like chill out towards the end of the game. I think that the the Browns are going to score 10 points. 37 and a half? Yeah, so I'm hitting the over there. Which, I mean, again, when you see something that low, it kind of makes you a little bit nervous. It's like, what a, what am I not thinking about? Yeah. But Deshaun yeah, Watson's yeah. back, right? I think I, I I wouldn't even be shocked if the 49ers scored that. They scored 42 against Dallas, which Dallas does have a good defense. Like at the end of the day, they, they do have a good defense. Anyway, last pick for tonight, not tonight, Tuesday, but Thursday night game. We've got the Broncos at the Chiefs. I've got a little parlay for the fellas. Plus 122 odds. Isaiah Pacheco is going to score a touchdown, and then we're going to move the line. The line is 10 and a half, and we're going to move it down to five and a half. So the Chiefs are going to cover five and a half, and Isaiah Pacheco is going to score a touchdown against the Broncos. Ooh, I like that. And Pacheco, you threw that in. Yeah, because his straight up is like minus 170. Uh, we've got Mr. Incognito, who had a rough week, 0-3 on his oh. picks. So not as good as some other people, but... Here he is. What's up, guys? Mr. Incognito coming back after a tough week oh, of picks from last week. Three close games, three close losses, but hey, that's why they're hot takes. Planning on bouncing back this week. So game number one, I got A&M going into Tennessee and pulling off the upset. We've seen some cracks in Tennessee's game, as evidenced in their loss to Florida. Texas A&M's a pretty good team. I'm going with them on this one. All right, we have number 25, Miami, traveling to number 12, UNC. Miami's a 3.5-point underdog. Uh, Miami just is coming off of a really tough loss to Georgia Tech when they had the game yeah. wrapped up and a got coaching blunder got uh, Georgia Tech the ball back and Miami ended up losing. I think Georgia Tech, or rather, I think Miami comes into this game with a little heat under them and wants to prove a point. I think they pull the upset off. Last game, I got... Oregon traveling to Washington. Oregon's a three-point underdog. I think it's going to be a shootout, but I think Bo Nix's seven years or ten years or whatever it's of experience be, yeah. playing college seven football years. is going to get them to win in this one. He's All been right, there guys, so long. Or not Catch you next He's week. been in college football so long. Dude, I like those. I like that. Miami, though, not taking a knee and trying to run the ball and then fumbling it and giving it to Georgia Tech. Ridiculous. Yeah, unbelievable. Why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> what? You got to think that in the moment, what are they thinking? Also, you know? yeah, the running back should have fumbled, should have gone down instead of fighting for extra yardage. Yes, but why did you make that call? That's not even, yeah. I don't even think that's the running back's fault at that point. Like, that's just stupid. Yeah, I don't, dude. Sometimes I feel like people are just in the moment and they're like. People should be more you like know what? us. Also, I need, to, I need to do a shout out real quick because our guy, Scott. Big NHL guy. And NHL starts to the day recording on Tuesday, October 10th. 
10-10. Bruins are going to be the team Dude, of death. Dude, I'm a big Bruins guy. I mean, we're <laughs> losing some people, but I'm a big Bruins guy. And we need to have, I'm going to text Scott. Big we need Canes to have, guy. We should have Scott on the pod sometimes for the NHL updates because my guy is locked and loaded. Dude, he knows NHL more than we know football for sure. Love that. Yeah. Also, why are you not a Canes fan? So, you know what's crazy about that? Yeah. Canes were only an hour and a half from South Hill. I That's why I asked you. Why are you not a Canes I fan? I never went to a game. No one ever talked about it. <laughs> no one, dude, nobody. When I tell you South Hill, dude, we didn't have a tennis team. You know, we never talked hockey. Yeah. I mean, like, know. I'm not like a big hockey fan, but I care. Whenever I'm watching hockey, I want the Canes to win because I grew up close to them. Dude, <laughs> like, I never, ever. Anyway. I mean, I'm from North. I'm from Charlotte. Obviously, I'm a big Panthers fan. Like, never. I mean, <laughs> my my family never liked it. Never knew anyone who's a hockey fan until I moved to Richmond. So I just picked up the Bruins. I picked up the Bruins. Love yep. it. Love it. All right, our draft today. We're just drafting it simple. It's the worst NFL teams in 2023 so far. Well, we're not even so far. Yeah. We just think in general. You got the first pick. This could be one of the easiest picks, right? It was like it was like the Carolina Panthers drafted Bryce Young, and they're like unanimous number one draft pick Bryce Young. Where I am unanimously picking the Carolina Panthers as the worst team in the NFL. Because at the end of the day, you still have David Tepper as the owner, dude. I'm as as a Carolina Panthers fan, it hurts. I'd rather be a Jets fan. I said it. I don't. I don't know. Eh, it, it rivals it close. <laughs> My number one pick is going to be the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Because Russell Wilson isn't even your problems anymore. Russell Wilson looks still, fine. He's still a weird guy. Though, you get, he? yeah, but you get Sean Payton. You're like, he's going to be the answer. He's <laughs> disaster. Your defense is now a disaster. Like, uh, <laughs> everything is a disaster. You win a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. <laughs> I guess you traded your soul to get it. <laughs> Maybe it's in the little horse by the airport or something because it is a tough ride for people in Denver these days. Yeah. Also hilarious. My brother's a big Panthers fan. My sister-in-law is a big Broncos fan. They live in Denver. They got it tough this year. Dude, that is awful. Oh, well, she, she grew up though near the 49ers. So yeah, fair enough. Well, she's 49ers at heart. Number two for me, these are easy picks. Yeah. Back to back. You have to go the New England Patriots. <laughs> yeah. And with my hot take that Tom Brady carried Bill Belichick. <laughs> because what the heck is going on with the Patriots, dude? They are getting blown away in NFL games. They, like, get, they get so pumped about their new lighthouse they, they go, go every, All the reports go, is it Mac Jones? No, I think your problem's a little bigger than Mac Jones. Man, they got it tough. <laughs> yeah, and and it couldn't happen to a better team, dude. Like there, there's not a team that it I would go, be happier I mean, about. It's like the slogan: "What goes up must come, must down. come down." And I baby. hope that they have the inverse franchise. Yeah, they become the new Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, they become the new like, Jets. Texans. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, they have all the bad luck of the Jets, and they have the number one pick for the next twenty years and do nothing with it. <laughs> oh man, uh. Up there, and in, in this year, the Giants. Yeah. Saquon, unfortunately, getting hurt. Danny Dimes, good job getting paid and now sucking. Yeah. Uh, Dable, I thought you were a good coach. The Giants just look. They've gotten blown out so many times Dude, this year. They made the playoffs 
last year, and then now don't even look like they're going to finish like outside the top, like the worst three in yeah. the NFL. Like what? Without anything changing, really. Yeah. That's what's what's crazy. Is they the lost Viking, a couple people dude, on, line, on the line, I think. The Vikings and the Giants, they played in the playoffs last year. Neither team changed drastically. Yes, like Dalvin Cook's gone. There, there's some stuff that happened. But they're both one in four now. Yeah. And it's look tough back. to bounce back. I would, Vikings, though, I would have way ahead of the Giants. Oh, so 100%. Giants I think, like, anyway. and by the way, I saw a great statistic. Side note, quarterback, obsessed with quarterbacks. <laughs> Since 2018, Kirk Cousins has been a top three quarterback in the league. Dude, statistically. We, we, we talked about it. He's I know, the that's what I'm saying. It's crazy, dude. Yeah. Like he was third in passing yards, third in passing TDs, and second in something like in the last five years, but only behind Patrick Mahomes. People, it's it's cool, it's sexy to hate on Kirk yeah. Cousins. No one's gonna, sexy. no no one thinks it's sexy Nobody. to like Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah, but he gets a job. But and anyway. so for me, I'm surprised you haven't picked this one yet. To the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I mean, my goodness, Justin Fields did have a really good day against the Commanders last week, but I mean. The bad news bears. At least they got. D- at least they got DJ Moore though. And the Panthers pick. So, yeah, and the Panthers pick so for the, the next the forty reason, years. I guess technically we're talking about the twenty twenty three season, but I'm also just talking about the worst NFL teams right now. And uh, the Bears got DJ Moore. They got to win finally. Yeah, and they're about to have the first and second pick in the draft next yeah, year. Yeah, so, they do. They might. I mean, if you get good. the first and second pick, you're getting the Panthers pick. You at least have that going for you. So you still suck. But you have a little bit of hope, which you know actually makes it be hurt the worst worse. part. The hope? No, not the hope, but the fact they're going to draft a QB and ruin him. <laughs> that's like that's the worst. Oh, Just man. pick two people on the line and move forward. So there are some bad teams. Yeah, those five were lock-ins. I think pick number six now. There, there are a few that it could be. I'm going to go with the Jets though, because. You get Aaron Rodgers. You finally think there's a light at the end of the yeah. tunnel. He gets hurt. Like the the curse of the Jets is just so real. It is. And so the heart, the expectation versus reality for the New York Jets, it's got to be just heartbreaking. Yeah. I, and I take back what I said earlier. I probably wouldn't rather be. No, I'd rather be a Jets fan. Probably actually. <laughs> 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 Never mind. But I stand by. It. After Zach Wilson performed really well against the Chiefs, I had a lot. Out of hope, dude. He, he had a moment, and then I was like, I can't keep defending this guy, <laughs> man. But those are the worst NFL teams, and this is arguably the worst podcast you'll listen to this week. <laughs> <laughs> but you love it, but you can't get enough, baby. You love it. We had some facts though in this episode. Ooh, that was some facts. That was some facts. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, just, I mean, where yeah. else have you heard that Tom Brady was the one who actually carried Bill Belichick, or that Brock Purdy's arguably the best quarterback in the last 30 years? Or that if you're drafting a quarterback, you're literally putting the final nail in your team's coffin. Yeah, and you're playing lottery. It's like you're playing the Powerball, essentially. Or if you have an owner. Or, or, yeah. or, or if you have David Tepper, you might as well have Jerry Jones. Or if you follow our betting tips, you will be retiring early. His words, not mine. Peace. Gamble responsibly. <laughs>